Welcome back to the second hour of Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine provides only general medical information. Since everyone's individual situation is unique, you should consult your own physician before taking any action related to your personal health. All content of this program is intended for general informational purposes only. Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. And we're back with Leading Edge Medicine. That break wasn't too long at all. We have hour number two ready for one more hour with you and your questions at 800-465-8770. We are a live call-in show, and we love it when you call in with your questions. 800-465-8770. Dr. Jerry Mixon here and Dr. Samira Umat in the studio this morning. And on the line, we have Jim concerned about that uh, PSA number of nine for his prostate. The PSA of nine is high. It, it's clearly out of range, and so it's, it is something you're going to want to investigate further. So, yes, make an appointment with the urologist. However, um, don't let him jump right in and do a biopsy. So most of the time when the urologist sees a high PSA, he, he wants to go in and start poking holes in your prostate and collecting samples. Um, that sort of random punch biopsy concerns me because I've seen people get in real trouble with uh, with infections from it, mm, okay. both bleeds and infections. So um, step one, you got to consider what it could be. And as, as Samara said, it could be inflammation. It can be infection. It can be cancer. Um, and we need to sort out which, which one of those three it is. Because we don't know how long the PSA has been rising or how fast it's rising, we've kind of lost that signal. Uh, we like to get PSAs a minimum of every year and preferably two and three times a year with our patients. Just because if things start to rise, we want to figure it out early. So we, we never go a year between PSAs in our clinic. Um, boy. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, go ahead and make the urology appointment. I know you, yeah, I, yeah. I know you're feeling you're feeling for the patient and I am yeah. too. Um, what a UA in yeah. your analysis yeah. looking for signs of infection. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mixon's getting a little emotional here. Mm. I'll take over for a few minutes. <laughs> go see a urologist, have them do a urinalysis for you. They may or may not do a digital exam. They're getting away from those nowadays, which is fine. You don't want them poking around if they don't want to. 
Um, urinalysis will tell them if there's any infection or pus cells in the urine. If there is, they will treat you with antibiotics. If they treat you with antibiotics, it might bring the PSA down, which will be great. But if the PSA doesn't come down, um, then you need further investigations. As Dr. Mixon said, do not do a biopsy without doing an MRI first. If there is a lesion, the MRI will pick it up. You want the biopsy to be directed by the lesion. So the MRI is critical. And now most insurance companies will pay for this. And I think you're on Medicare, which does pay for an MRI of the prostate gland before you do the biopsy. You may need a biopsy, which is fine. Once you get the biopsy, that's a tissue. You need a tissue diagnosis, and that'll then help guide future treatment. If it's a low Gleason score, then treatment is preventative. You will get a cure. You will be in remission. A lot of times men will get prostate cancer, but it is not the cause for their death. The prostate cancers are slow-growing lesions. A lot of them are benign. A lot of them never cause any problems. But, yes, you do want to know what it is. And the sooner you start okay, treatment, so the better not, off. Okay. So I shouldn't wait a month and, and get another test. I should go ahead and make an appointment with the urologist. I think if you haven't had a, a PSA in the last five years, it's worthwhile to go ahead and make a urology appointment right now. Nine point ten. You know, okay. if we're monitoring them, and I, I have a urologist monitoring my patient with me, and it's rising ever so slowly, they will let it rise till ten before they do anything. Ten is a threshold, and when it crosses that threshold, then they go okay. But the rate of rise of a PSA is also very important. Right. If it's doubling in less than a year, that's a bad prognostic sign. If you're getting a 30, 40% rise over the course of a year, that's a slow changing, usually slow growing sort of tumor and almost never causes any kind of serious uh, problem. What we're finding with studies oh. on, on prostate cancers is that if it's a low grade malignancy, a, a Gleason six or seven, if you just sit and watch them and do nothing over a 15-year period, 93% of them will not change significantly and will cause no problem. Our worry is that other 7%. And so that's what we want to screen for. And that's what we want to watch carefully. If you've got, if, if yours is one of that 7% that rises and grows quick, then we've got to be aggressive about it. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a member of the uh, the largest HMO around this area. Um, will they? Do you think they'll be open to saying no? I don't want a biopsy yet. I want an MRI. It depends on the individual urologist. You know, he could he's yeah. got his protocols. He's got a certain degree of flexibility within those protocols. You know, the the company okay. likes likes biopsies because those are surgical procedures and they pay well. Uh, an MRI, you, you just got an office visit to interpret the MRI, you know. So it's, uh, okay. as far as income for the organization goes, the MRI is not as, as wealth producing as the procedures. So, and let's face it, surgeons, surgeons do surgery. I mean, that's, that's what they think of. Uh, so I, I always right. like to get a, a second non-surgical opinion about what should be done. Okay, I will definitely look in. Uh, I'll do that. Can I ask one more question, or are we running short on time? Oh, go sure, ahead. you're good, yes. 
Um, <clears throat> they also did an EKG and they found a premature ventricular complexes and uh -huh. sinus tachycardia when compared to an old EKG. Those words okay. don't mean anything to me. Sinus tachycardia means your heart is beating more than 100 times a minute. That's the definition. Okay. Okay. Um, PVCs, premature ventricular contractions, if they are isolated PVCs, just one here and there, we don't get terribly excited about them. If they start getting coupled so that you're getting two in a row, that's more of a concern. Okay. Um, what we want to do is make sure you're not going to go into a ventricular fibrillation, which is a fatal cardiac dysrhythmia. So uh, how often the PVCs are occurring is of importance. Okay. Yeah, I have no yeah. symptoms. I have never felt my heart racing or anything. Yeah. You know, what they would probably do, if, if the doctor was concerned... And obviously, I haven't seen your study, and I don't know, you know, how worried he is about it. But generally, if they see your study and it's just an isolated PVC here and there, and it's not a big deal, and and your tachycardia is explained by the fact that you're either in pain or you're anxious or, you know, you're dehydrated or any number of things can make your heart beat faster. Uh, fear and anger being the two biggest ones. <laughs> um, you know, then then you have to start looking for reasons. So I think if he were concerned, he'd have probably scheduled you for a Holter monitor, an ambulatory monitor. And that's where they put some, some uh, electrodes on your chest and hook it to a little thing you can wear on your belt or put in your pocket. And it'll actually record every beat of your heart and any rhythm disturbances that you have over a 12 or 24-hour period. And then they can look at it and say, ah, okay, we see things that are worrying us or we don't. So, But if he didn't do that, it means he probably wasn't terribly worried about you. Okay. Well, um, uh, thank you both for, uh, you've been really helpful. Uh, you've answered all my questions. I appreciate all it. All right. Take care, sir. Good luck to you, okay? All right. Thank you for your call, Jim. All right. We're headed to Lacey now, and we will talk with Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Welcome to Leading Edge Medicine. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are doing so great, ma'am. How can we help you today? Okay. Well, first of all, before I get to my question about collagen, I missed the first part of the hammer toe conversation. And did you guys <laughs> mention flexor flexor tenotomies? No, we didn't. We, we didn't. Yeah, we did didn't you? go into the uh, treatment part of it. Right. Oh, we surgeries. didn't know how severe she was. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We just, yeah. You know, Once yeah. the joint has fused, it doesn't matter. But my uh, podiatrist yeah. has done three of my toes and just uh -huh. flexor tenotomy in the office in ten minutes. But yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> about collagen, I have a number uh -huh. of friends who are using collagen powder and putting it in smoothies, and they buy it yes. at Costco or on the TV or whatever. So does that work, and what does it do, and how does it work? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question, Eileen. Me too. I've had so many friends saying, I had my liquid collagen today. People, people swear by it, but oh, wow. we have no idea. I know. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, collagen is a, is a, a protein. And if it goes yeah. down into your acid-laden stomach where it's supposed to, the collagen will be broken down into its constituent amino acids. Uh, so any protein mm -hmm. that you eat is going to be broken down in the, in the stomach and the gut. And, but then those constituent amino acids 
are reconstituted to make the proteins that your own body needs. So the protein in cow and in pig and in bird is different from your own proteins. So you you break them down, you keep the amino acids you need, and the rest get dumped. Uh, but mostly you 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 break it down so you can make what you need. Um, how much collagen you're going to make from eating collagen is who knows. Uh, I I can't tell you that you're going to you know, replace 20% of that or 90% of that with your own collagen. Okay. But it's, it's but it's, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, or it can be. Yeah. And, it's, and, it and, and it's not human collagen to start with. Mm, okay. You know, collagen no, I usually, know. And I looked at the yeah. Yeah, I looked at the ingredients and it's got eggshell membranes and yeah. beef collagen, beef but, it's, and but fish, it's, yeah. they're collagen peptides. Yes. Collagen yes. peptides is the ingredient. Yeah, and that's the point is that it's it's not intact collagen and and it's not going to be intact once it gets into your gut. You're right. you're going to digest it. You're going to break it down. But then you're going to use those amino acids to make your own. And how much of it's really going to go to collagen and how much to go to other proteins? I have no idea. Yeah, we, we I know we've okay. talked about this before and we really don't know. I mean, we also talked about um, natural in the sense and from food rather than from these powders. And that means, you know, you go to the store and you buy the meat and then you cook it or boil yeah. it down and make it into bone soup broth. and yeah bone, oh, broth. bone broth yeah, yeah. or well, and more than bone broth if you go to uh, go to Vietnamese or Chinese you'll find tendon soup yeah you know and tendon is collagen oh. and so they they they, they, oh. they use they don't just use the meats like we do uh, they eat pig ears because mm. the ears are all collagen mm. you know so the the ears and the nose <laughs> get eaten uh, the chicken feet get eaten. <laughs> and so, you know, in the United States, we, we tend to throw those things away. Yeah. But, uh, boy, my Chinese wife around my house, no, no, no. We, it's the, she goes, the, buys the feet. She buys the feet. She buys the ears. She buys the tendon. Yes. And she makes tendon soups and, you know, uh, oxtail soup and huh. stews. And uh, so. So it'll actually it, come out in the broth? Well, it'll, it's, it'll, it'll again the, the, the broth. And well, the, the the tendon is then liquefied, and you're eating it, and then you're going to break it down and use <laughs> it just like you would any others. Sure. <laughs> So yeah, it's no, it's a lot cheaper okay. way to get your collagen in. Yeah, no, if you go to a Chinese store or a Vietnamese store, you'll find the feet there. You'll find these things that you can buy. Mm. I've never known what to do with them, so I've never bought them. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard you talk about how they cook it. Yes. Yeah. Well, the other thing that amazes me, I you know, we at my house, there will be five or six Chinese ladies will be over for my wife at, at a lunch. And you see all these delicate little Chinese girls, and they take these chicken feet and throw it in their mouth. and Spit out the bones. They, their, their mouth moves around, for, and then all of a sudden, all these little tiny white bones come out in their hand <laughs> and get dropped in the bowl. And I can't do that. I eat it, and all I do is I chew, and I, get, I gnaw on some of the skin, and I can't oh, do it. It's a, it's a skill they learned mm-hmm. in childhood, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes to waste. No. That's right. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Well, so then the coll- the collagen powder could be helping, and it and could they, be. They feel yeah. a whole lot better after. Yeah, yeah. again, okay. I, you know, I don't know. I have patients that swear by it, mm-hmm. and, but I honestly don't know what to tell them. No. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. All I know all right. is that is that in a, around our house, all our friends get their collagen from pig ears and nose and feet and, <laughs> and tendons, tendons and <laughs> Tastes other like stuff. chicken. <laughs> all right. Oh, Eileen, well, thank I you can. so much thank for you. your call. Okay. Take care, my dear. All right. Thank you. Yes. I have a friend who pays like a, almost 200 bucks a month for her collagen. And I'm wondering, you know, and she swears by it, but it's only been a month. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. I wonder. Okay, so we'll just keep watching and seeing. Yeah, but $200 yeah. will probably buy you more pig's feet than you can eat in a year. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here, and we're back. Phone lines are wide open for you at 800-465-877. Uh, this is Leading Edge Medicine, and we are live in the studio. We've been talking about everything for from prostates to collagen to diabetes and all sorts of things. We welcome your call as well. 800-465-8770. We'll be right back. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. For the first time in history, you can choose how to age. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. If you have chronic pain and are considering stem cell therapy, consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience with pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. And that's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. I would say Dr. Nelson is a great guy. He's very personable, makes you feel very comfortable, as does the staff. Everything went well. I had the stem cell injections, and within a month, I really had a change in my knee. It was uh, unbelievable to me, honestly. I thought there'd be more pain involved with the procedure, and there was hardly any. Uh, It was amazing, and I've told a lot of people about it. After having it for two years now, it worked tremendously. Glad I did it. You should consider stem cell therapy, but call a medical doctor with experience. Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000 or DanielNelsonMD.com. I think it's a wonderful thing. And it's not a reacting after the problems. It's trying to prevent the problems from happening in the first place. And the, the thing I like the most about everything that I've learned is it all makes very logical and intuitive sense. I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter. And make believe it came from you. I'm gonna write words so, so sweet They're gonna knock me off of my feet A lot of kisses on the bottom I'll be glad I got them Somebody's giving him kisses on the bottom? You know, um, I always wondered about that line, and then I realized he's writing a letter, and I was it's like, on the oh, bottom of the letter. Okay, so my visual is so much different now. Okay, but I used to be concerned about that. I was like, oh, really? Okay. Of course, you know, I, I shortcut it. I don't write myself letters. I just talk to myself. Oh, that yes, works. Yes, that's right. And as long as, long as I agree with me, yeah, I'm fine. Yes. Sign. I hate it when they, I break out in arguments with yeah. myself, though. <laughs> You know, I just say it gets downright nasty in a hurry. Like, what is the other thing that you say about the audience when you're talking to yourself? When I talk to myself, I always have an appreciative audience. 
you know, that reassures me that everything they're hearing is be- is, is brilliant. Yes. So, yeah, it's I, I find it very rewarding to talk to myself. I've got to try writing myself letters one of these days. There you go. Yours <laughs> truly, Jerry. XOXOXO. Okay. <laughs> or just maybe it's Jer. I don't know how he would right. sign his letter to himself. No idea. Oh. MD. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Get in on the conversation about your health. 800-465-8770 is the number to call and get right in. Uh, we're going to stay right here in Seattle. We have Charles on the line. Welcome, Charles. Thanks for calling in. Hello, Charles. Morning, guys. Great show uh, and great weapon music. Well, thank and I you. I want to say thanks. Uh, yeah, and thank you, uh, Dr. Mitchell, for your service. We appreciate that. It's an amazing story you had. And so uh, my question is about migraines. I have a friend that she had migraine for years, and nothing seems to work. And <sighs> maybe uh, I think the last thing was like was working was a chiropractor adjustment, but then her chiropractor died of COVID. Oh. Uh, not, She's back, but I heard last week you guys said something. I think you talked to somebody on the phone and mentioned a supplement out of super supplements that seems to work. Uh, do you remember that? Mm, no, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, I mean, there are some fabulous drugs for true migraine disease these days. So I'm, I'm a little surprised to hear you say nothing works. Of course, it raises the question of what's been tried. Mm. Um, you know, this is one of those people that instead of a radio show, you need to, to have them write down their medication history and all the things that are tried and the doses they used and how long they used them to, to see what we might or might not be able to add. Right. Or, you know, talk to a, um, a neurologist. There are uh, neurologists that focus especially on migraine headaches. Yes, there are. And you might want to go see one of them. They may have, and then they do use supplements. They use folic acid. They use yes. a lot of vitamin Bs. They do use supplements too. Yeah, I understand, but but again, we don't know what she's tried. We don't. Mm, yeah. So you know, I'm afraid on this one, about all we're going to be able to do is tell her that she, instead of seeing her family doc, and I'm a big booster for family physicians, having been one for many years, but this is one of those cases. If you got refractory migraines, you need to see a neurologist that specializes in migraine disease. You know, uh, and there are people. They definitely are. He mentioned something about the chiropractor doing um, manipulation that helped, which leads me to think about muscle spasm mm-hmm. and alignment. And if we can fix that alignment, then she may be in remission for long periods of time. But that would probably not be true migraine disease. That's not migraine, ah, right? Okay. They, these are muscle tension headaches in which you get spasm that go, go up from the neck and across yeah. the occiput and then uh-huh. spread across the scalp. And and that's a whole different mechanism. And that one can actually be fixed with uh, little Botox injections. Mm-hmm. They can actually uh, do some injections in the upper part of the neck, lower part of the skull to kind of block those nerves so that mm-hmm. they can't spasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or even in the forehead. Yes. So, you know, it's, there's three kinds of headaches. Well, three common kinds of headaches. Uh, there is the... The true migraine disease, which is a vasovascular disease in the, in the brain. There's the cluster headache, which tends to center on the eyes. It's like somebody sticking a hot needle through one eye, and then there <laughs> been there, done that, right, yeah. Doctor Mixon? And then there's the um, the muscle, uh, spasms. muscle spasm headaches. Ah. 
And the reason I say three common, you can also get headaches from intracranial bleeding and tumors and that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. But generally, the most common headaches fall into one of those three. And there's great medicines for the migraine, but the migraine medicine doesn't work against the other two. Mm. And that's why when you tell me she's tried a lot of stuff and hasn't gotten relief, then it makes raises the question of whether or not this is true migraine disease or might be some other etiology, in which case the therapy needs to be different. So first diagnosis, then therapy. Because if you don't know exactly what you're treating, the chances of treating it well are poor. So uh, once more, recommendation, find a neurologist that specializes in headache and that treats a lot of migraine, and he'll he'll put her through a differential diagnosis to de- determine exactly what type of headache is this. Because sometimes what will happen is the patient comes in and says, Doc, I've got these terrible migraines. And the doc says, oh, she has migraine disease, and that's what goes on the chart. Mm-hmm. And from then on, you officially have migraine I, disease, yeah. uh-huh. even though a real workup and diagnosis has not been made. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, great information. Yeah, I think it's uh, something to do with she has spine, uh, on some kind of spine thing, uh, scoliosis or something. Like okay. Too, she's had that. Yeah. See, if she's got spinal abnormalities, then the chances of her having headache caused by muscle tension and spasm across the scalp go way, way up. Mm-hmm. And if that's the cause, that would explain why migraine medicine doesn't work. Mm. It's not migraine. Yeah, it's muscle spasm, and muscle spasm can be helped with muscle relaxants or injections. Yeah, there are things that can be done, but they're very different from migraine disease. So you get her into somebody that will do a good workup and a differential, okay? All right. Would would, a relief factor help at all something like that, or not? probably not with the alarm? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have her buy lots of it because I, I own the company. But no, I, I don't think it'll help. Yeah, okay. I'll probably buy some for my knees. So. Okay. For that, you got a good chance of helping, yes. Your knees, your shoulders, your back, your neck, those are all fine, but not migraines. All right. But if it's muscle spasm, Jerry, it might help the muscle spasm. It might. It That's might. right. Oh, Charles, right. thank you so much for calling thank you, in. Charles. All right. Thank you. thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Betty. Betty's calling in from Issaquah. Hi, Betty. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Hello. guys. Good morning. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have essential tremor in my hands, and I have been um, taking propanol. Mm-hmm. I take 20 milligrams whenever I feel like it. Okay. So like every five, six hours, I'll take 20. And then sometimes, you know, the day will go on and I'll be fine and I won't feel like I need it. So I went in to see my doctor and my blood pressure is high. I am mm-hmm. also on lisinopril, 20 milligrams. I take okay. that at night. And she thinks that the propanol... Um, because it's not continuous, I guess, is somehow, when I come off of it, maybe spiking my blood pressure. So she had me monitor it for a week, and um, it's running about 134 over 88. And so she wants to change me to a tenanol, 25 milligrams, 
and she thinks that will absolutely help the essential tremor, and it may help my blood pressure stabilize. Okay. What do you think? She's right. Uh, okay. Propanolol is a short-acting uh, three or four hours, uh, so, you know, you take it, it, it helps for a while, but it wears off quickly. Atenolol is about 10 or 12 hours, um, wow. so people who take that in the morning usually don't need another dose through the day, although, you know, some people take it twice a day. Uh, it's a, it's, it does tend to lower blood pressure. It uh, makes you relax, uh, decreases uh, speaker anxiety. People who have tr- difficulty getting up in public and speaking will often use some atenolol to, to smooth that out. Um, okay. You know, the, the downside of atenolol is that that long-term beta blocker, some people tend to get depression. So, you know, watch your mood. Because uh, there there are people who get depressed on beta blockers. Okay, that's good to know. <clears throat> so that's the only thing I should really be concerned about. Was that's switching. the biggie? Yeah, you. I mean, okay. you might get fatigued. You know, it decreases your cardiac output a little bit, slows your heart rate down, so that you you may not have as much exercise tolerance. You know, I don't know if you're a jogger or a runner or weightlifter, but if if you're going to put real big demands on your heart and your vascular system, the atenolol can damp that down and prevent you from, from peak performance. So, you no, know, I'm I, just the walker. So all right. You'll I probably do I'll just fine. i be able to manage that. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, good. Well, then um, I'm going to start the new regime and see how it works for me. Sounds Thank good to so me. Thank you so much for yes. your input. You're welcome, ma'am. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Betty. Have a great rest of your day. We're going to go to break right here. If you have a question for Dr. Mixon or Dr. Umat, they're both in the studio waiting to talk with you. Here is that number to call. It's 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. We'll be right back, and Al will be talking with you in just a few moments. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Join in the conversation at 1-800-465-8770 and tell your friends to listen. That's 1-800-465-8770. No matter your age, if you are looking to decrease your dependence on glasses at both distance and near, I suggest you go with experience. Pete Talbot here again for Dr. Michael Gilbert at Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. He's not just my ophthalmologist and my wife's, my son's, my friend's, and all my neighbor's, but he was just recently voted Best LASIK in 425 Magazine and has been voted Best Doc in Seattle Magazine many, many times. So whether it's LASIK or RLE or Advanced Cataract Surgery, Northwest Vision Institute will find the best option for you. So if you're over 40 or 50 and haven't had an eye exam for a year or more, here's something you simply won't get anywhere else, an advanced ocular exam. Not that simple eye exam everyone else does. So to schedule your advanced ocular exam, go online at nwvision.com or call 425-450-2020. 425-450-2020. I finally went and took that free test and it didn't hurt. I went ahead and and, uh, moved forward with uh, genetic testing and 
inflammatory markers and stuff like that. So I'm encouraged to see what those results are. So how would this work for my father at 80 years old? This is Leading Edge Medicine with a little electric light orchestra for you. I'm Lynette. Also, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat in the studio. Uh, we had to take a quick glimpse to see what was going on with the uh, gallery test today. Today is the day we've been talking about all month. That's and right. it is busy. And no, we didn't leave the studio to go over there. No, we did not. We're just... Uh, just looking. texts and pictures from the clinic. It's like, how's the it technology going? is amazing these days. Well, yes. yeah, they're sending us pictures from the office. Office. Uh-huh. Patients have been coming in early. They are busy. Good, and good. so it's really great to hear that. So they're all set up and ready and, um, you know, looking forward to talking to people and um, getting the test done for them and then giving them feedback about what the test shows. Very good. And this is the gallery test that we've been talking about this this month, uh, which will screen for 50 different types of cancers. And mm-hmm. we're doing it today only by appointment until I- noon. But we will do it again. We will do it again, and we'll be doing it next down in Tacoma. Okay. Sometime in February. We don't have a date yet. Nope. I already have a waiting list of uh, folks yeah. waiting. Yeah, to go. I think there's five or six people already on the waiting list for Tacoma. And so, you know, feel free to call in, get on the list. We will call you back if you're on that list, and that way you get priority because it may fill up like. Yes, like ours did. Yes. And these are for uh, non-patients of longevity. Our longevity patients have already been able to do this this past year. Longevity patients can always get it done. Uh And so it's, it's available to them, has been for the last year. But this is the first time we've opened it up to let non-patients come in and get their test done. Okay. So be listening for that and more information in Tacoma about the gallery test. Now, something that we do and we talk about that's very dear to us, the health analysis appointments. This is where you come in for a free health analysis and we get to know you and your health. Do a couple of tests and find out what you could be at risk for down the road. And we start with the history. Uh-huh. We want to find out what life has done to you so far, because that gives us a lot of clues about your future. You know, the future is built on the past. Then we give you two studies. One is a, a measurement of the muscle and fat ratios in all four extremities and your torso. And we're especially interested in visceral fat, the fat inside your belly around your organs because visceral fat correlates with inflammation, which in turn correlates with heart attacks, strokes, dementia, degenerative arthritis, and diabetes. They also do a hemoglobin A1C, which measures the percentage of your red blood cells that have been damaged by sugar. This uh, tells us what your blood sugar has averaged over the course of the last three to four months. It doesn't tell me your highs or your lows. It gives me your average. But once more, that correlates with how fast your brain is shrinking, what's your risk of dementia, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, are all you know, uh, worn by, by that test. Once we've got that, we can decide, is this person doing well? Can we simply send them on their way? Or... 
do we need to check them out further? Ah, okay. And if they've got significant issues or high risk, we want to do a full blood panel that it will give us about a 70-page printout that's going to let our doctors get a very detailed view of what's coming down the road for you. Now, they'll then sit down with you, spend an hour over going over those lab results, and they can outline what we're going to need to do to get you where you ought to be, and that then gives you a choice. You can either say, wow, I'm quite happy the way things are going, and just go on your merry way, or you can say, I'd like to fix these issues and be as strong, fast, lean, smart, and sexy as I possibly can. So please let me be a patient at longevity. In uh-huh. which case, we will sign you up and start therapy. So you get an opportunity. We do your free evaluation first. Uh-huh. Then if you're high risk, we'll do your lab work. And then you get a choice. Do you want to be a patient at longevity or not? Yes. There's a lot being written about ageism and aging normally. And, you know, when I was a resident, it was like, okay, you're going to get older. You're going to, you know, uh, things are going to happen. Vascular disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, degenerative joint disease, osteoarthritis. They're all part and parcel of aging. But over the course of time, what has happened in science and technology is that we can reverse the normal stages of aging and improve the healthful lifespan. Yes. Health span as opposed to lifespan. Right. Lifespan. That's why I said healthful lifespan. There's a difference in in how long people live Mm -hmm. and how long they live healthy without chronic diseases. Uh, And so what we want to do is prevent those chronic diseases and let you live a long, healthy, robust, joy-filled life. And so I I firmly believe that we should all be living our lives full speed ahead with a song in our heart, smile on our lips, and just go out and do it. But it's hard if you can't. You know, if you're slow, fat, weak, dumb, and sexless, it takes a lot of joy out of life. Yes. So I want you strong, fast, lean, smart, and sexy. And happier. And you'll be happier. <laughs> I almost guarantee it. Now, there may be a few people that get unhappy at being strong, fast, lean, smart, and sexy. <laughs> but they were probably but unhappy I have to anyway. Say, uh, I haven't met one yet. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I haven't so. Met one yet? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. We'd love to get you in and get you on the schedule for that free health analysis appointment. And you can do it one of two ways by giving us a call, talking to a person, and they can walk you through it. Pick a day and a time, even a clinic that will work for you. We have clinics in Kirkland, Tacoma, and in Linwood. And ha- here is that phone number to call. It's 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. Now, if you'd rather go online, you can do that as well. Uh, lmclinic.com. Really simple to remember, lmclinic.com. You can get some information about what we do. You can click on the little button there that says free health analysis appointment. It will give you the clinic choice, also a day and time that works best for you. We even have Saturday appointments in our Kirkland Clinic. So something to consider. We're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to get in for this free.
free health analysis appointment. So sign up. Don't let it go by. You want to find out what you're at risk for. And let's get you living the best life you can live. All right? All right, let's go to the phones. And if you have a question, we would love to talk to you, too. Phone lines are wide open right now. We can get a few more calls in before the end of the show. 800-465-8770. And right now we're going to head to Puyallup. We have Al on the line. Good morning, Al. Thank you for your patience. We'll pep the morning to you. Mm-hmm. What can we do for you? How can we help, sir? Uh, I've had uh, restless leg syndrome virtually all my life, six plus 65 years. Anyway, uh, aside from that, I am now a uh, phone consultant for the RLS Foundation to try to help people who are suffering and can't seem to get help and looking for people of experience. Anyway, Good I got a call from a lady. I got a call from a lady in Boy or uh, Moscow, Idaho, the other day, and uh, her husband is, has severe case of RLS and has had for a long time. They moved from Southern California, where they were. He was being treated by Doctor uh, Buchfurt. Anyway, he's the expert in the country, and uh, he. Uh, prescribed methadone well mm. unfortunately in Idaho they can't get methadone prescriptions okay. and uh, the ladies desperately called me to tell them, ask me if uh, A well I'm asking on my own is methadone really a good treatment for it or is it just a uh, kind of a for severe severe cases yeah, methadone is not one of the, quote, approved drugs for this disease. There are several of them that, you know, that are approved. But if they're not working, I can understand how methadone might indeed make them far more comfortable at night. Mm. Uh, it would decrease yeah. the spasms. It would make things relax. You know, methadone is a long-acting, relatively symptomless narcotic. It doesn't provide the euphoria that the heroin and morphines do. So it it has less psychiatric uh, intervention. Um, But I also... Go ahead. She cannot get a prescription filled in Idaho and uh, Washington uh, evidently does provide it. Is there any way to find out who would provide that in Washington? Because everybody I talk to says, well, according to the HIPAA thing, we can't really tell you any of that. So I'm hoping that you can step aside from HIPAA for a moment. (laughs) One can never step aside from HIPAA. (laughs) This is the federal government. We'll bring the hammer down and crush you. (laughs) The HIPAA gods. Uh, Anyway, I'm trying to help this poor guy, and uh, I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah, well, and I understand that. But in this state... Our board is very, very restrictive about narcotic prescriptions. Legally, you can write methadone. Interestingly, you know, people treating heroin addiction and so on get to write methadone a lot, and nobody gets upset with them. And yet, if your standard internist and so on wants to use methadone, they'd better be documenting to the max because... um, 
our board doesn't seem to believe in methadone or any narcotic for pain relief mm. for more than about three or four days. So I don't know if we would be the best state for that either. Um, I would think a, a state where the board follows the law and the science instead of the politics would be a better place. So, Is there such a place? Yes, Texas and Florida, the free states. Um, they said they'd be happy to drive to Seattle if they could find a doctor that would do that. Yeah. I don't know if they're willing to drive to Texas. Right. No, for Texas or Florida, I'd suggest a flight and spend two weeks yeah. and make it a vacation while you're there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's probably somebody here and... But I don't know. I don't know who. Okay. So I'm afraid I, I'm not okay. going to be a whole lot of help there. Um, interestingly, California seems to, seems to be a lot freer with the drugs. Uh, but, you know, they, they let people use heroin and <laughs> uh, at certain areas of every big city. They, you know, they set aside shoot-up reins for illegal drugs. So yeah. they shouldn't be too upset yeah. by, by the legal ones. Mm. Since they they do, and you'd think Seattle would would be safe uh, because well, they let people is. shoot up all they it want is. over there too. Yeah, they uh, have a couple of other clients that have been able to get it from Seattle, mm-hmm. and I was just wondering if you had any source that could no. lead me no. to someone on the eastern side of the state. No, unfortunately, I really don't. I wish I did. Um, but this is a subject that's never come up for me before. Uh, you know, I, I have not there written any narcotic, and I've written no narcotic in my practice for the last 25 years. You know, when I was a country doctor, I used them on a regular basis. People got hurt. We did surgeries. We had, you know, lots of reasons yeah. to, to use them. But in my current practice, uh, we just never have use for them. So I haven't written a prescription for such a thing in decades. Have you any patients that have come in with uh, RLS and natural? Yes. Oh, yes. There's. But what again, do you, what do you do you, for that? Well, well. Once more, we usually talk to their primary care doctor. This, you know, this is not a, something we treat. Our clinic specializes in treating the normal but undesired changes of aging. Our job is to make you yeah. stronger, faster, leaner, smarter, and sexier. Uh, you know, if you need a cardiologist, we send you to a cardiologist. You need a gynecologist, we yeah. send you there. So in, in this okay. case, it would be a neurologist that we would probably send you to for this. Right. We have used okay. a little bit of magnesium, though. Magnesium yep, does seem to true. help with restless legs. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of patients that's, that's who've so had nice. l- such long-standing RLS will have used magnesium anyways. That's right. They've already tried it before yeah. they get to us. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, Al, okay. we're going to have to... Oh, we're going to have to uh, take off here and do another break, and we've got a few more calls we've got to get to. Hope that was helpful well, for you. you. All right. Thank you, Al. We'll take a quick break, and then we are back with a couple more phone calls. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Stay right there.
If you or someone you love is struggling with memory issues, find out about Longevity Memory. Call Longevity right now to schedule your memory consultation evaluation. 425-654-0258. That's 425-654-0258. Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount a try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I've been away for five weeks. I've been in Italy and I got to tell you, I kind of miss you guys on the weekend. <laughs> I do have this uh, rare honesty that you find in Europe, but you don't see in the United States. Everybody's too careful about what they say and don't say. And I just love the fact that you tell it like it is. Leading Edge Medicine, and we have several calls on the line. We're going to try to get to all of them if we can with Dr. Mixon and Dr. Umat. Right now, heading to Tacoma, and we have GR on the line. Hi there, GR. Good morning. Hello, GR. Good morning. How can we help? Hello? Yes, Hi. you're on, um, you're on I, the air. Okay. I um, started a process this summer that has kind of left me frustrated and confused. Um, I I had several hospital uh, emergency room visits where my blood pressure was really high and I was experiencing aphasia. And um, the the general symptoms that you have with complex migraines. Mm -hmm. And I had, each time they went back and forth, is this a TIA? Or is it a complex migraine? And then they started wondering about my heart. And so I had some heart work done, and my heart's very healthy. Um, but my blood pressure uh, each time I went in was over 200. And um, so I'm wondering what the difference is between a TIA and a complex migraine and how I find a doctor who uh, I could get some information from that treats both. Okay. Well, a TIA is a transient ischemic attack, and that is basically right. where something, usually a, a little blood clot, will get kicked off from your your heart valves or from your neck and will plug up some blood vessels in your brain, 
so that the brain becomes ischemic, you start getting stroke-like symptoms, and then the clot breaks up, gets dissolved by your your fibrinogens and so on, and your your clot goes away, and the blood supply returns to the brain, and you do fine. Um, and they couldn't any of that when they did the um, the tests that they do, um, MRIs, the MRI, and yeah. things like, yeah. All right, and then the the complex migraine is again it's a vascular disease, but it's where the blood vessels are spasming or changing the blood flow in your brain, and you get stroke-like symptoms, TIA-like symptoms, because you've got a spasm instead of a clot. The effect on your brain with decreasing blood supply to a critical area of the brain is the same. And that's why the symptoms are the same, and that's why it's hard to tell the two apart. And they're both accompanied by high blood pressure. Yes, and high blood pressure predisposes you to both. So, you know, that's that's the problem. Once more, we're going to need to get you to a neurologist who specializes in headaches and migraine disease. Because they... Well... Go ahead. I was going to say, I, they're hard to find. They are. <laughs> and, um, and I, the, the clinic that I have contacted to get an appointment, I saw the nurse practitioner that was there after one episode in the hospital, because that's what they told me to do in the hospital, to see a neurologist. Uh-huh. She specializes in TIAs. So I called to make an appointment with a doctor and who specializes in both, and they don't specialize in both. They have one for TIAs and one for migraines, and because I already saw the nurse practitioner, they have to get permission from all the doctors in the clinic that I can go to another doctor in that clinic. So it's, I feel like I'm getting the runaround. You are. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what you're falling afoul of is, your problem doesn't meet their pre-written protocol. And uh-huh. so, you know, you, you don't, you, you're not doing it the way they think you should do it. You know, you're supposed to have the disease they want you to have. Uh, I change clinics for one thing because anybody that, that treats me. It's not easy to do, Jerry. <laughs> anybody who treats me that way, I don't want to see. I know. I mean, it's pretty simple. Well, I, I don't either. Appointments are so hard to get by, too. I know. I know. Yeah. So how do I find another good doctor? I thought maybe the UW clinic has a neurology clinic they there. Do. UW's got a neurology clinic. Providence has a neurology clinic. Swedish, Swedish has a neurology okay. clinic. Evergreen, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all of the big facilities are going to have a, a neurology clinic. Uh, the bad news is, because that was the good news, they all have them. Okay. The, the bad news <laughs> is they all don't want to tie up the doctor's time unless the doctor really needs to see this patient. If they can get mm-hmm. a paramedical person, a a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant or somebody, or I guess it's, they've changed the name, physician's associate now, um, to see you instead to do the screening to decide whether or not you need to see the great one, the doctor. Um 
you know, this always rankles me just because I was an old country doctor <laughs> and I saw everything that yeah. walked through the door. Um, I miss that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so do I. I enjoyed being a country doctor. Well, nurse practitioners and PAs make just as much as MDs do these do, days, if yes. not more. <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's the bizarre thing. You know, you get somebody with a two-year graduate degree, and they're substituting for the guy with fifteen years of, of, of postgrad work. And anyway, that's a that's the lawyers have set that up for us. Um, but I, the other thing I think you can do is you start with a different clinic and this time go through the neurology side. And you may have to go see the TIA doc at one clinic and the neurology doc at another clinic. Oh, that'd be so confusing. And uh. it's, it is so wasteful and so inefficient and so outrageous that that might need to be your pro- your approach. She'll get lost in the shuffle. He said, she said is what's, what's going to happen. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. On the other hand, it doesn't sound like they can get to somebody that will do a team approach and say, hey, how about we have somebody, a neurologist and a vascular guy, talk to this lady at the same time? <sighs> There's an idea, is- but it doesn't fit anybody's protocol. No. Hmm. So I'm back to the same question. How do I yes. find and get an appointment with a neurologist in well, a good clinic? Yeah, well, like I said, you, you, you're going you're gonna to have to do it separate. You just are, because it doesn't fit their protocol. You're going to have to do an end run and go see a neurologist at a different clinic. Um, I, mean, I hate to suggest that, but this is one of those cases where I feel an urge to apologize for my entire profession because they've made it so complex. Well, wait a minute. So it, no, the doctors have not done that. The insurance carriers are doing that. By not they, the doctor's fault. <laughs> well, actually, the doctors put up with it garbage. Well, they have. Yes, they have. That is their fault. They're just complacent the, about it. That's right. But they should stand up on their hind legs like men and women and say, no, damn it. That's not how you're going to treat my patients. But they've turned the pair of the patients over to the bureaucrats and the politicians and the lawyers instead of the doctors standing up and insisting that this is medicine and the doctor is going to be in charge. So, no, it's wrong. It shouldn't happen, but it has. I'm sorry. No, you could you could wither up and die while we're waiting for somebody to decide whether or not they can squish you through their protocol. <laughs> well, I wasn't sucks. exactly that, but that's where I was heading. That's what I feel like. I feel like I don't know what's going to happen to my body because I don't know what's the matter with it. And oh. is it going to leave me, you know, yes. um, on the street somewhere or off skiing somewhere uh, all by myself with an issue that I can't do anything about and I would die, you know. Yes, or be crippled. Yes, yeah. No, you're you're absolutely yeah. right, and you know I am huge fear factor. Yeah, and I am downright pissy about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. just yeah, I'm, unfortunately, I, I'm not in a position of power to do much about it. You know, I tend to run through the barriers myself. Uh, yes, we know. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I once I, I recently had a doctor call me up and say, you realize you just went through in 
in two days what normally takes a patient two months to navigate. If not longer. Yeah. And, and I said, yeah. yes, I know that. But then again, I'm not afraid of making a pest of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so... And of course, I've got the advantage in that I've got the I've got the home cell numbers for many of the physicians, and I just call them at home. Okay, and we have run out of time. We're not going to be able to make it. There, there are advantages to being me. There you um, go. Yeah, we're not going to make it to. Uh, we've got like thirty seconds left. Okay, we had a sorry, couple more dear. callers, okay. and I wish we had better answers for you. you have to call us on the other station. Yes, yes. All right. Thank well, you so thank much. you so much. We have had so many calls today. It has been uh, quite the busy show. Thank you so much for listening. This is Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and with Dr. Samira Umat. We will all be back next month which is actually just next weekend. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk soon.